he's our God. Let's thank him because of what he is, who he is, what he does. We have faith and confidence that we'll always be victorious. Let's thank him for what he did last Sunday. Let's thank him for what he has done throughout the fasting period. Let's appreciate our father. Eternal Rock of Ages, our God, our King, the lifter up of our heads, shepherd of our souls, our destiny changer for good. Father, we're just here to celebrate your presence, your goodness in our lives. We love you, Lord. We love you for who you are. And we are grateful for what you do. Even as we are here gathered unto you, Lord, we ask that you teach us yourself, that you speak to us, and that you continue to move us forward in you. All the honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise God. Good evening, everybody. Please be seated. Oh, sorry. Welcome to Tribe. God bless you. Do we all have the outline? Okay. Praise God. And, um... We're continuing in our tribe session on character. Praise God. Okay. Um, do you all, do I have the outline? If you have the outline, please wave it to me and say praise the Lord. Okay, good. So we're going to jump right in. All right. Um, reputation, as Pastor has been talking about, is what others think about us. So the space there you write, reputation is what others think about us, is, is, the, is your packaging. You know, the world tends to focus on people's reputation, but character is who we are. Your character is who you are when nobody's watching, when the cameras are off. You know, many people are so bothered about what people think about them, what people say about them, what people perceive about them. They don't necessarily spend as much attention on who they are. But the truth about it is that what the world misses is that your character eventually becomes your reputation. Praise God. You know, if you're, you are known to be a very patient person outside, very soft-spoken, very easygoing, very amiable, but when the cameras are off or when people are not watching, you can be hostile, mean, unfriendly. Um, I remember Pastor Esco used to say, the late Pastor Esco used to say that the people who know you the most are those who work for you, like your driver, your house help, because they see you in quote and unquote, when the cameras are off, when there's really nobody to impress. That is who you are. People may have, a, you may have a reputation for being somehow, but who you are when no one is watching is your character. And um, like Pastor shared the example of um, the, you go to buy a box of perfume and it's very nicely packaged and it's, it has maybe the name of a designer on top of it. And you know, that is the reputation. It has a reputation, the packaging. And you open it and you take a puff of it on your outfit or on your skin. And it is a, a aboki malam perfume, you know? So even though it, it is packaged in a very colorful, very attractive um, box or, or container, the content is not what is, is, is marketed, it's not what is outside. But eventually, what you remember about that perfume, 
irrespective of the packaging, is how it smells, what is inside. And that is why we are, so, we are focusing so much on, on building our character, on developing our character. And God will help us in Jesus' mighty name. So please, the first line says, reputation is what others, the first dash is think. So please fill that in. While our character is who we are. While our character is who we are. And the next line is, your character will eventually become your reputation. If you do not take your time to build it in the right way. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. While there are examples of lapses in character, there are also loads of evidence of strong, of strong, people of strong character. You know, there are people who, what comes to my mind right now is, the person that comes to my mind is um, Nelson Mandela. You know, he withstood a lot of challenges. He withstood a lot of, of, of opposition. He refused to allow hate, even though he was in, a, in a, an era where hate was the norm. It was, do we all, do we all know Nelson Mandela? You know, and the apartheid era in, the, in South Africa, he developed a character of forgiveness. He, even though he was a rebel initially, and that's how he got into, into behind bars, but he developed character, and that is what he's known for now. So his character has become his reputation. And people know him, people, you know, give honor to him. They want to be associated with him. They want to quote him because he built character and that character became his reputation. Um, another example is like the ones that Pastor has been sharing with us is the lady who shared her testimony, you know. She, she, de she defeated fear. She had courage to come out and share that testimony. That's courage. It's evidence of strong character. Um, someone who decides to wake up at 4.30 a.m. I don't know if you've heard of um, Floyd Mayweather. He's, he's uh, one of the, well, currently I think the world's undefeated boxing champion. And I was listening to one of the sports radio and they were saying, I think he wakes up at either 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning to run. And he keeps running and running. He's, he's he has discipline, discipline to, to wake up. He doesn't have a match. He doesn't have anything coming, but he has developed that discipline of waking up in the morning and jogging. When other people are changing gear in sleep, you know, that is evidence of character. When you are disciplined to do something and keep at it and keep at it and keep at it despite the inconvenience, despite the obstacles, you know, that are on your way. That is character. Waking up to jog in the morning, committing to a weight loss goal, committing to healthy living, committing to certain things that are going to give you a desired result, like Pastor taught us, delayed gratification so that you can achieve a desired result. That's discipline. It's one of the examples of character. Um, vision is also one of the examples of how to develop character when you have vision. And that is seeing what is not obvious. And the example um, of the teacher, a teacher sees a very carefree child, a very quiet child, someone that's withdrawn. And someone else can just be, oh, that's his business. Only God knows what, his, what kind of family is from. Maybe that's how they are. But someone that has vision can see beyond what is the outward and say, I, I see potential in this child. I see, I see, I, I can see beyond what is physically obvious and pull out the hidden potential because the person has vision. God's favorite house, like we are very grateful to God, is a product of vision. Where we are, this land that we are sitting on is a product of vision. So ask your neighbor, what can you see? What can you see? What vision is, is driving you? What are you developing? What vision are you building to help you in your character? Another um, example of character, loads of evidence of strong character uh, is endurance. And that is where, that is the one we're going to expand on today. Like 
jam. Ah, nothing can push endurance in young children like jam, you know? You take it the first time. You take it the second time. You take it the second time. The third time, you know? Endurance. Why? Because you want to get somewhere. So you endure the low scores, the wrong university, the wrong course. Maybe the, the first time you had a low score. The second time they didn't give you your university of choice. The third time you didn't get to your department, but you keep pushing on. You keep pushing on, taking it multiple times. That's endurance. Um, then another um, evidence of strong character is compassion. When you see someone maybe around you, you just notice that the person is not, doesn't have his or her best face on. You know, sometimes God just makes you notice something, not so that your eyes can be fed, but because you need to show compassion, which is evidence of character. You see someone who used to be all uppity and happy, very easygoing, and for some reason, that day or that situation, you just notice the person has a totally different mood, a totally different aura, compassion, going to find out what's going on, are you okay, asking questions. Sometimes people would give you surface questions, but if you're compassionate enough, you would dig below the surface and they would tell you what the problem is. That's character. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. Sorry, my computer went down. All right. Um, the, these are the six bedrocks of, of character, like I mentioned. Um, courage, discipline, vision, endurance, compassion, and the last one, um, self-sacrifice. A, a father who takes, who leaves an attractive job, you know, because he wants to spend time with his family, he wants to, to make sure his children are doing well in school, wants, wants to make sure his wife feels supported, feels love. He takes a lower paying job or he sacrifices and starts a business or something that will allow him to spend more time with his family. That is self-sacrifice. It's also one of the bedrocks of character. Praise God. So for, these are the qualities, these are the, the, the six topics that we are teaching in, in the character series. We're gonna teach courage, which we looked at week one. Um, week two was discipline, week three was vision, and that was before we took the God to do it again break, and today we would be looking at endurance. Am I going too fast? Are we following? Okay, praise God. Endurance, endurance is key. Um, the, okay, now I think I'm going too fast for my computer. Sorry. Okay, we spend a lot of time and energy trying to avoid challenges in life while we should actually be thanking God for them. So, under endurance, we should write, we spend a lot of time trying to, the dash is avoid challenges, but we actually should be thanking God for them. We actually should be thanking God for them. Challenges and adversity help us develop endurance. And endurance is a powerful weapon to have in your character arsenal. Um, last week Sunday at the God Would Do It Again service, God changed our destinies for good. I will give him all the glory in Jesus' name. Praise God. Um, we saw the role of foundation in changing character. Your foundation determines what you can carry. Your foundation determines what you can carry. For instance, Pastor shared the example of if someone wants to build a skyscraper, maybe like a 30-story building, he's not just going to lay a two inches or two foot, two feet foundation. He's going to dig deeper. The depth of the foundation, the time taken in digging and laying the foundation is, is, is a factor that is considered depending on how high you want to go. The role of the foundation is very key. We look at Third Milan Bridge, for instance. Third Milan Bridge, imagine the number of, who was here when they started building Third Milan Bridge? As in, before we had Third Milan Bridge, does anybody remember? We had only the Qatar Bridge. 
it took a long time. It was, it was such a, an inconvenient time because people had to go through Ikorodu Road. They had to go through Kata Bridge. But they were digging deep because they knew the amount of trucks, the amount of cars, the amount of buses that were going to go on that bridge. So the deeper the time taken to lay the foundation, the deeper the time taken to lay the foundation, it's based on the amount of load that is going to carry. Praise the Lord. We learned also on Sunday that covenants are the cornerstone on which the foundations of life and endeavors are built. Covenants cannot be sustained without character. And there can be no character without endurance. Covenants cannot be sustained without character and there can be no character without endurance. For instance, Abraham. Abraham had to endure. He had to suffer adversity. He was traveling with his family, looking for a city that God had told him he was going. He, had, he endured adversity. Isaac had to continually sow in famine. He had to endure. He would dig a well. The people would come and cover it. He would dig another well. So it has to be covenant and sustained with character. We have to learn how to endure. Esau couldn't endure hunger. He was a little bit hungry, a little bit tired. He went to his brother. His brother gave him stew. And that's how he lost the covenant. Because he couldn't endure. Endurance is very important in developing character. Praise the Lord. But Jacob, as we have been studying and learning, Jacob endured. He endured. And he was able to get the covenant. You would endure in Jesus' name. And the covenant is yours in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Endurance is key. The first bedrock of character is courage. A burst of courage for 15 minutes is good, but it is not enough to carry you through. It takes endurance. So please, it takes endurance to sustain courage. For instance, um, Someone says, I'm going to go and fight this battle. And he has a lot of courage. I can go there, I can go there. And he gets there. And the first round, the second round, he has to endure till the end of the battle. No matter how courageous you are in the beginning, it is endurance that takes you through the battle till you get the victory. So we have to learn to endure. Endurance sustains courage. Praise God. The second bedrock is discipline. It is important to understand delayed gratification and to make advanced decisions, but it takes endurance to give the staying power to discipline. If, you're not en en if you don't endure hardship, if you don't endure the training, your discipline will go out of the way. It, it, will, fly after, it will fly away after some time. You can't, your discipline is even tested by your endurance. Do you understand? The more, you are, the more you endure, the more it shows exactly how disciplined you are. Praise God. The third bedrock is vision of character. The third bedrock of, is vision. Endurance turns your vision into reality because your vision would be, it would be challenged. You say you have a vision to do something great. You have to learn to endure to birth that vision. Habakkuk says that you should wait. It is for an appointed time. That waiting is enduring until the time that the vision turns into a reality. Praise God. So the third bedrock says vision, endurance turns vision into reality. Without endurance, vision is nothing but wishful thinking. Praise God. No matter what you are going through, do not quit. That's what goes in there. Do not quit. We quit. We, we give up too easily, you know. The, because of, of, of wanting instant gratification, everything is instant. Instant coffee, instant noodles, instant ATM, everything instant, instant. People just, any small test of, of their time and, and their patience, they give up too quickly. We will not be quitters in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, do not quit. Quitting does not develop character. Quit this, like, like they say, uh, winners never quit and 
Quitters never win. Nobody celebrates a quitter. Nobody hears, oh, I, I know this great quitter. He quits all the time. But you, you hear people who pay the price in being endurant, and you would endure in Jesus' name. Quitting is failing, and failure means carryover. Failure means carryover. You have to, you have to take that test again. You have to take that test again. So don't, don't quit. It's easy to quit. It doesn't take any test of character to give up. It doesn't take any test of character to, to raise your hand and, and walk out on, on something. But it takes test of character, endurance to go through. And we will all go through in Jesus' name. Everybody feels like quitting at one time or another. That's the truth. It's more, it's more common than you can imagine. The real champions draw on God's strength and they stay the course regardless of how they feel. The real champions draw on God's strength and stay the course regardless of how they feel. So it's not a matter of, oh, I don't feel like doing it anymore. I don't feel like, like continue, irrespective of that feeling. Despite that feeling, keep going. And as you go, God will strengthen you and come through for you in Jesus' name. Now, what is the difference between enduring and putting up with something? Can someone please help us? What's the difference between enduring with something, or enduring something and then putting up with something? Lamide, over there. There's a hand over there. I um, feel that um, enduring is um, um, trying to Try not to get discouraged because you're thinking of the joy. See, okay. um, um, Jesus endured because of the joy set before, set before him. Okay. And you're doing it with the help of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. You're doing it willingly. But um, putting up is, I really don't have a choice. I don't find this funny, but I don't have a choice. Praise God. Praise God. When you, that's a very, very good example. Let's, let's clap for her. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Praise God. When you endure something, you are learning. You are learning what God wants you to learn through the process. It is a process of growth. It is a process of maturing. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are changing levels. You are not just at the same place. But when you are putting up with something, really, no change happens. As a matter of fact, sometimes it takes you backwards. The person who has a difficult boss that goes to work every day and the boss is putting him or her under a strenuous situation, but the person is developing inside. He's learning. He's like, oh, this is what I should not do in this situation. Taking his time to develop attributes, develop skills because of the difficulty of that boss, that person is enduring, drawing on God's strength, increasing in knowledge, increasing in faith. The person is enduring. But the person that's putting up with it is at the same level, it's like, mm, I'm just going to work. I don't like this job. I don't like this boss. I don't like these people. And I know they don't like me. But I'll go. I'll collect the money. And I'll go back home. And I'll go, go back again tomorrow. You're just putting up with it. There's no, there's no fruit. There's no growth. There's no maturity. Praise God. So we need to learn to endure. Because when what we endure will we eventually take us to our desired end. But what we put up with is like, Going around in circles, just going around in circles. You don't add anything to yourself. And by the time you go around in circles long enough, you get dizzy and probably want to sit down or give up. So we need to endure. Um, could someone please give us some examples of real life situation where it takes endurance, you know, one of the bedrock of character to sustain a covenant. Somewhere, some, something which you have endured or you are enduring. I recall names, though. <laughs> okay, good, good. There's a hand there. Yes, please. Pastor Lamide gave a very good, good example. Evening. She 
spoke about Jesus, how he endured the cross, how he, he looked towards the, the joy before him. He, didn't, he wasn't particularly happy about it because he prayed and he said, if this cross can pass me over and all. But he endured it. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus, from the Bible. Is someone else raising their hand behind? Okay, there's a hand behind. I'll say marriage yes. because there's a covenant between you and your spouse and it's just endurance that I think would get you. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a good example because it's a good example. There's another hand at the back. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'd say fasting. Yes, we endured fasting. <laughs> Praise God. Yes, those are good examples of, of, of endurance, you know. The covenant of, of marriage, you, you grow, you learn what not to do, what to do in order to keep your marriage whole. It's a covenant you've entered with a man and to, to God. It's God that has ordained it. So, you don't just go in there and say, mm, I'll just keep quiet, whatever she does, whatever he does, like what pastor taught us some weeks about peacekeepers and peacemakers. You would rob yourselves once in a while, you know, but the Bible says iron sharpens iron. There are sparks flying, but you are sharpening yourselves. Praise God. And you're in, oh, you, do you want to say something? Okay. Um, pastor K has, has something to share here about endurance, real life examples where it takes endurance to develop our character praise the lord hallelujah well i don't have a real example but um the two examples they came brings me back to the definition what when you talked about um uh the difference between enduring and putting up with based on the examples they've given i think um endure, endurance or enduring will be when you have a, a, a site or you can picture mm -hmm where you are ultimately going or where you want to go but when you are putting up with something is when you don't know and you really don't care so like you said you're just stuck in a position so you know those examples just bring the definition out better for me clearly thank, thank you. you all right praise god you know so that's a very good example too still talking about the marriage and um akuna's fasting because we knew where we wanted to get to we wanted to change our destinies for good. God was taking us somewhere. So we endured day one, day two, day three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And it was glorious last Sunday. And it's even getting better and better because we are moving forward in Jesus' name. You know? So we had a desired goal. Same thing in your marriage. You have a desired goal with your children. They, they misbehave. They, they do things that they ought not to do. But as a parent, you don't say, Go and pack. Oh yeah, go and pack all your loads today. I've had enough of you. I think you know. No, you don't. You endure their immaturity. They are, you know, because you are you are the parent and you keep moving on because you have a desired goal for them. You have a vision for their future, which will be greater than ours in Jesus' name. God will help us to endure and develop character in Jesus' name. Another example is with business. You know, with business partners, like Pastor shared covenants with men, you, you have to endure, develop character. This person, what are we going to do? We're going to keep up to the agreements, the, the terms of sharing, because we want to build a multinational, because we want to... You may have scuffles with your business partner, like we do in... We're human beings in relationships, but you don't say, I'm going to terminate this, this is the end, because you have a vision and a desired goal and to come to pass in Jesus' name. Okay. The, when have you been tempted to quit, you know, to quit something and, you know, you were glad that you didn't? When have you been tempted or you were like, oh, I think I should give up on this, but then you endured and you were glad that you didn't quit it? Who has something to shed? Okay. Um, my daughter got a scholarship in 2013, one million naira scholarship though, she was in secondary school. And then 2014, she was already in the university out of the country, but the, the money wasn't paid. I kept praying. I almost gave up. I'm like, oh, they just shined with her that day that 
no um, scholarship, one million, nothing came. But, you know, I didn't give up. I kept calling the school. Oh, we've not gotten anything yet. I even had to sow a seed. And then kept trusting God. And in 2015, we got a call. Oh, please send your account number. And we even need you in the school to also pick up an award. So, um, Praise God. Thank God. You know, we thank God for that testimony. Thank, thank God for that. You know, sometimes the discipline and the endurance you would see your desires come to pass in Jesus name we need to learn to endure and endurance is one of the bedrocks of character as we endure our characters are developed praise God okay we're going to read Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 1 to 14 could could someone volunteer to read for us Jeremiah chapter 29 we will be reading from verse 1 to 14 can't see any hands. Who's volunteering? Okay, I'll volunteer. Praise God. <laughs> Jeremiah 29 verse 1 to 14. Jeremiah wrote a letter from Jerusalem to the elders, priests, prophets, and all the people who had been exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. This was after King Jehoiakim, the queen mother, the court officials, the other officials of Judah and all the craftsmen and artisans had been deported from Jerusalem. He sent the letter with Elassar, a son of Shaphan, and Jemariah, son of Hilkiah, when they went to Babylon as King Zedekiah's ambassadors to Nebuchadnezzar. This is what Jeremiah's letter said. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies the God of Israel says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem, build homes and plan to stay, plant gardens and eat the food they produce, marry and have children, then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren, multiply, do not dwindle away and walk for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the, to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Do not let your prophets and fortune tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams because they are telling you lies in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised. And I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. Praise the Lord. From the reading that we have gone through, um, we have questions from the study and discussion questions at the back of our outline. It's the first question which we will we'll share and learn together is why would the exiles have been tempted to quit their faith? What would have made them, what would have tempted, tempted them to want to quit their faith? Can anyone, okay, there's a hand here, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is because they had stayed in exile for so long. They had been in bondage, and um, of course they were discouraged. They were discouraged about their condition, and, uh, and no, no redemption was in sight at yes. that point. Praise God. Any other? Any, okay, there's a hand over here. Thank you, Ma. I 
I would also want to think that um, having been in captivity, they would have been expecting, of course, they would have been praying to God to deliver them. And then God sends his prophet to tell them they should stay. Yes. That they're going to be there for 70 years. I mean, anyone would want to give up. Yeah. Praise God. You know, these were people that were taken to Babylon, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar. Um, they, would, they, would, they would have felt abandoned. They would have felt that this, this ought not to be. We are God's people. God has been good to us. God has given us other people's lands, not let another land come and take us as slaves. So it would have been easy for them to lose their faith. Um, Psalm 137 talks about them that by the rivers of Babylon where we sat, sat down, oh, how we wept, you know? They, they felt abandoned. They felt that, that these were adverse conditions. How can God leave his people like that, you know? So they would, they would have been tempted to be discouraged. And in life, the truth about it is you would find yourselves in, in situation where you may be tempted to, this, to be discouraged or you, you might be discouraged, but you need to develop character and endure. You need to develop character and remember what God has brought you through and what God has promised you. He promised us that he's changing our destinies for good and it shall be so in Jesus' name. So they were tempted to quit their faith because they looked at the circumstances around them and they felt this ought not to be so. Um, let's go to the next question, which says, what positive notes do we find in Jeremiah's call for endurance? What, what are the positive notes that we can find in, in what Jeremiah said to them? His call for endurance. There's a hand here. I think there are several, but um, I'll mention this one. It says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. And it's just to let them know that their current predicament is not um, forever. It's just, it's a temporary situation. Praise God. Praise God. Any other? There's a hand here. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, um, continue with where Pastor Lamede stopped. It also talks about God's plans for them. He's saying, my, um, they are pl for I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good, not for disaster. Plans to give you a future, to give you a hope. So, the, I mean, that's positive. He's saying, after this has happened, after the 70 years, I will still do this for you. My plans for you are good. It is positive. Amen. Praise God. And encouraging. Okay, there's a, another hand here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, okay, God told them that um, after 70 years, meaning there's a specific time to it so they could look up to mm. that time. Praise God. You see, even in captivity, God's encouraging word was still coming to them. God did not abandon them. God told them the time. He also told them in verse 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. It goes on to say, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me, you will find me. He's encouraging them and saying, go through this. It is, it is, it is a season. It will change. It will end. Sometimes we need to remember that God is with us and God is for us and allow the words of God, the promises of God to see us through those situations. David, um, David says, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, they were, they were not in a, in a nice situation. They were, they were slaves in another country, but God was telling them, this too shall surely come to pass. So they had to endure, they had to develop character. They had to learn how to be exiles in another country and not be bitter and not be going through the motions, you know, but to develop character and to get God's strength and continue to move forward even as they waited for their deliverances to be made, to be made visible. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Let's read the next question. I'll read the next question. It says, in order to carry out the instruction in verse 7, which is of um, Jeremiah 29, what attitude towards their captors would the exiles have needed? In order to carry out the instruction in verse 7. The instruction in verse 7 was God telling them what to do while they are there and what to do for the land. What, what character would they have needed to, to develop? What attitude towards their captors? Okay, there's a hand at the back there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, in, in verse 7, um, the Bible talks about them working for the peace and prosperity of that city. Mm -hmm. They need to have love for them to be able to work for peace and prosperity of that city. So for their captors, they need to love them. They have to love them because if you don't love, it's difficult for you to pray for them. It's difficult for you to pray for the prosperity and peace of that city. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. That, that, that is true. Some, sometimes you find yourself in a situation in a, in a, in a land or in a city or uh, among people that they are not your preference. But God has told them that pray for the people you're in your midst. Pray for them. Don't, don't, don't get into the habit of always oh, condemning and complaining because their prosperity and their peace was going to affect the prosperity and the peace of, of, of the exiles. And God had told them, you know what? You're going to marry, you're going to have children and grandchildren, take children, wives and husbands for your grandchildren and be there. Don't, don't be there and be, and be few. Don't, 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 be, don't be feeble. Don't, don't, don't shrivel. God told them to multiply. Now, if they, are going to, if they were going to obey those instructions and begin to multiply, it would, it would have been very inconvenient to multiply in a hostile environment. It would have been very inconvenient for them to plant and, and, and thrive in a hostile environment. So they, they needed to develop a, a heart of love, a heart, a heart of forgiveness, a heart of endurance for the people around them to be able to wish them well as they waited for God to take them out while they were multiplying and increasing. Praise God. So we need to learn that whatever situation or circumstance we are, wherever, wherever we find ourselves, it could be a different city, state, country, you know, endure. Pray to God. Develop God's strength as you build your character in Jesus' name. And God will show forth his glory in your life in Jesus' mighty name. The next question, number four. How might the false prophets and diviners have been deceiving the people or discouraging them from endurance? Because God specifically told them not to listen to the false prophets. So how, how could they... What could they have been doing that would have been discouraging them? Praise God. There's a hand there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm thinking they may tell them, don't, don't mind. The, I mean, you'll be, you'll be over in a few days, so don't say uh, it, it, it's not possible. God cannot do 70 years, you know. Just keep telling them lies and, you know, making them behave the way they shouldn't behave. Don't do what he says you should do. That thing is wrong. You know, don't marry there. Don't, you know, all sorts of stuff. Praise God. Exactly. Praise God. You know, God had given his word through Jeremiah. But he told them, be careful. Because these false prophets, they'll come and tell you what you want to, what, your, what would make your ears tingle. That, how can, you know? Like, um, I remember the, the testimony of a lady who shared that the pastor said they should bring chicken. He wants to pray for a situation, you know? God, God, God has already taking Jesus for every form of sacrifice that needs to be made. And he answers all our prayers. We pray to God in the name of Jesus. Nobody needs to ask you to bring chicken or bring goat or bring money for them to pray. And anyway, he's your father. So you have direct access to him in the name of Jesus. Don't allow people come and tingle your ears. Don't allow people come and tell you what you know is not God's will. God had said, this is the time you're going to be in exile. This is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to relate with the people in Babylon. When people come and begin to tell you things that are contrary to what God has said, don't listen to them. No matter how sweet it sounds, don't listen to them. Continue to endure with the word of God. 
Praise the Lord. So they weren't listening to the word. God told them not to listen to the false prophets. False prophets may have come and, and like she shared, said, oh, don't worry, it won't be 70 years. Just pray, break through. Don't, don't, don't mix, don't marry. These people are sinful. They are not God's people. Stay on your own, which would have been totally contrary to God's word for them. So that could have caused them to be discouraged, but they weren't. God helped them. Let's go to the next question, number five. How do you feel exiled? How do you feel exiled or stuck in a situation you'd rather not have to endure? Real life experiences. How do you feel? Or I'll share a situation where something that you'd rather not have to go through, but you feel that you're exiled or you're stuck in, in that situation. Who would like to share with us? Okay, we thank God for the destiny changes. Amen. Destiny change for good. But I'd like to give an example. For instance, maybe a lady that is trusting God for the fruit of the womb, you know, or someone that is trusting God for a life partner. person has to... Praise God. The person is, is, is feels cut off, feels, feels he or she has to endure that situation. And, and it can be very trying, but the truth about it is God is faithful, you know? God is faithful. He says there shall be no barren in the land. He has said that he sets the solitary in families. So develop character, endure it, and you come and share your testimony and I will rejoice with you in Jesus' name. Don't, don't get bitter. Don't begin to listen to the false prophets and the lies of people who say, ah, yeah, 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 you're not, you're slow. This is how they do it these days. Just like what, what came to my mind now is a lady who, who, who said she was waiting on God for, for um, a life partner. And, and since he wasn't coming, she, she hadn't met someone who wanted to marry her. She, she, she went to her pastor and said, I feel like a baby. And her pastor was like, you know, what does that mean? He said, I, I feel like a baby. Basically, what she was saying was people had been advising her to just get herself pregnant. And she wasn't married. She didn't have anyone proposing to her then. And, you know, that is the false prophets. That is the lie. That, okay, you can't get, you haven't gotten what God has promised you, so take an Ishmael route, you know. That's, that, is, that was not God's will for her. That was not, she had to learn to endure and develop character. So whatever situation you feel exiled in and, and you're stuck in, pick up the Bible or remember what God has told you. Because as we prepared for this season, remember where Abraham, Jacob went to God and said, you told me, you promised me. He reminded God what he had said. God is faithful. He's faithful for every situation. He's faithful in all circumstances. And develop character as you endure, and you would rejoice and testify to the glory of God in Jesus' name. And we will come and eat rice at the wedding and the baby dedication. We'll be there to the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Number six, what hope do you find in the assurance of verses 10 to 14? From Jeremiah 27, what hope do you find in the assurances of verses 10 to 14? Okay. There's a, there's a hand here. Praise God. Hallelujah. For me, the assurance I have is that Every situation, whatever it is, no matter what I'm going through, there's a termination date for it. And that's a very big hope. And he's saying that the plans he has for me is for good mm -hmm. and not for disaster. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's, there's another two hands over there. I'm reminded of this scripture that says, sorrow may endure for the night, but it says joy comes in the morning. So it tells me that regardless of what the situation is now, like she said, it has a day it will expire. And joy, you know, it, things will change. Just as we're saying that our destinies have changed for good now. So regardless of what was going on before, our destinies are changed for good. 
going forward. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. For me, verse 10 to 14 uh, reassures me of restoration and better future. Amen. Praise God. Oh, there's, a, there's someone who hasn't spoken at the back. Praise God. Hallelujah. I have a hope um, and assurance that when I pray, he listens. And because he listens, he will hear me, and then my request will be granted. Amen. Amen. One more hand over there. That's... Praise God. Um, I also see that whatever promise God has made for me, he won't forget and he'll bring it to pass. Amen. Praise God. That's just the summation of it is assurance. There's endure because there's an assurance that you would see what you desire. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Like we shared earlier, it doesn't take anything to quit. It doesn't take anything to quit. But quitters never win. They don't develop character because they don't learn to endure. But when you learn to endure, you develop character. You are stronger. You are, you are better. You've learned something. You've grown. You've matured. Your character is built. Praise God. So the assurance that, that we will not be abandoned, the, the assurance that that foundation, that it seems like you are taking time to dig and dig and dig, is going to sustain that, that glorious building. That covenant is going to be established with you and your generation for good in Jesus' name. To come to pass, so don't give up. Endure. Okay, so now we get to the part we want to commit. So can someone tell me, what is it, what are you about to quit on? What, what is it that you're about to quit on that you have now learned that you're going to endure? Could someone, what is it that you're about to quit on? Could it be your spouse? Could it be your children with their behavior? But now you have learned that you are going to endure and develop character. There's a hand there. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Actually, I was about quitting on my job right now, but as we came today and I learned about this topic, I just decided in my heart I'm not going to quit yet. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know. Praise God. And God is assuring you that you see a great change as, it, as your destiny has changed for good in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, that's, 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 that's God, you know. And that's why it's, it's important that we, we come. You never know where God is going to meet you and touch that situation in your mind and just give you that nudge to keep going. And you see his power come through in Jesus' name. The next question, in what situation or form has this study given you hope to go on? You know, what's, what hope do you have concerning this studying on endurance and developing, on, developing character to go on? What is it that you say, okay, I'm going to rev, change a new gear to, 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 to thrust forward? Okay, there's a hand over here. For me, it's the fact that there is joy at the end of it all. I may not see it now. I may not know how long it will take, but God knows, and he has promised that it will be well. So I have to keep checking myself and knowing that, am I putting up with this, or am I enduring, building character, maturing, and learning the lessons that God wants me to learn? Amen. Praise God. There's another hand at the back. Thank you very much. Lord. Now, what comes to mind for me is um, the fact that they were in exile and God still spoke to them. So I want to encourage each and every one of us that no matter what we are going through, I mean, the fact that we're having a challenge doesn't mean God is not there with us. doesn't mean that we have done something wrong. You know, we have to hold on to God and believe that if God could be there for them, that same God is going to be there for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And, and the situation has a, an expiry date. It has an expiration date. 
after the expiry, after 70 years, Daniel went before God. And, and you know, the, the situation changed. So there's an assurance of God's blessing while they're in the land. He told them to pray for the land. He told them he would increase them. They should multiply. And he told them it will come to pass. It will come to an end. He was with them. If he wasn't with them, he wouldn't have sent his prophet, Jeremiah, to encourage them and warn them not to listen to the false prophet. So God is with you. God is with you in that situation. Endure it and you would see God's glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The next question is, commit today to always draw on God's strength and trust him anytime, to get, anytime you get to a quitting point. So we are going to commit today that we are always going to trust God. Anytime we are about to quit, ask God that these words that we have heard, that the Spirit of God will bring it to our remembrance and that we'll be gingered to go forward knowing that the situation has an expiry date, knowing that God has sent his word to us and God's blessing is with us even in that situation, and that we are going to come out for good in Jesus' name. So today we have heard the word. We have committed to act on it. How are you going to pass it on? Practical, practical. Where is uh, Bimbo? I mean, Abisola? Yes, you haven't spoken today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give her the mic. <laughs> I was broadcast as usual. <laughs> How will you broadcast it? Uh, via the BBN WhatsApp. Praise God. And That's... then I might consider buying the CD. Okay, okay. Praise God. Okay, I, I, I just wanted to pick on her a bit. So someone else, tell us how you, how you pass it on, really. Okay. Thanks, Obisola. Who else? Who else? Okay, there's a hand over here. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, passing it on from what I've learned today, um, there's a situation we all face every day uh, for myself, that's Lagos traffic. And um, instead of putting up with it, enduring it is the key, which is essentially the end is in sight, I'll still get home. <laughs> so why don't I just pray while I'm in the car and um, praise while I'm in the car. And um, at the long run, on the long run, also practice my fruits of the spirit, don't get angry, give everybody space, let them go in, <laughs> go gently, and that's how I'm sit on. Praise God, praise God, nice one, we thank God, you know, but really that is, it's, it's, he's not just going through the motions, he's, he's trusting God, drawing on God's, drawing on God's strength, it's applicable across board. You know, it's applicable across board. So we'll pass it on, you know. We'll, tell, we'll, we'll, teach, we'll teach those that God has brought under us how to endure, how to endure hardship, how to endure relationships, how to endure, endure oh, sorry, there's a, there's a hand over here. Trials and, and testing times, even when they are God situations that God has put you in, how to endure them. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, for me, I think today... Um, the, the way I'll pass it on is by leaving it, leaving it out. Well, when I mean leaving it out, daily in our lives, um, situations will challenge you to your core and make you forget this message in a hurry. I mean, even as, as early as this tonight. So my, my commitment is to, to always remember what I've learned and to endure every given situation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Let us, let's bow down our hearts as we pray. Even as you have heard, let's just ask God to reveal those situations in our lives where we have been too quick to quit or we are thinking of quitting. You know, it's only the spirit that can make those things come up to, our, to the surface. And let's, let's ask God for his strength. Let's draw on his strength on his revealed word, on his spoken word, on his written word to endure those situations and to develop character that who we are would be our reputation because we have character. That what people see on the outside would be a direct image of who we are on the inside. 
because we have developed character, because we have learned to endure. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you because you are good. In all situations and circumstances, you are good. We thank you because you send your word to soothe us, to heal us, to direct us, to comfort us, to bless us. Father, we are grateful. Even for teaching us today on how to endure, that our character may be built. Father, we ask for your strength. We ask for your wisdom in every situation to endure. To endure that we may enter into the fulfillment of that which you have promised us. We thank you for changing our destinies for good. We thank you for the new level in you. We give you all the praise and all the honor. We love you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.